In those next couple of years, there were a couple of other important things, some of which were warfare with external kinds of situations, and some of which were advancing our desire to land somewhere in the historic church. I'm going to focus on two categories of things. The first was controversies with other groups. The very first synod that I attended as a bishop was in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan in May of 1979. I was one week a bishop, <laughs> and then I'm at a synod, and a brief note was brought to the Senate about a negative article that was beginning to float around about our churches. It was critical of us on a number of levels. Over the next few months, we found out that that article was written by a man named William Counts and had been published by the Spiritual Counterfeits Project in Berkeley, California. Now, Bill Counts was a former crusader, if I'm not mistaken, and was an acquaintance of most of the Campus Crusade veterans that there were in our movement. The Spiritual Counterfeits Project actually was a ministry that grew out of Father Jack's work in Berkeley. And a lot, some of the people that were connected with that had been connected with him back then. And so there was a double kind of a sense of betrayal and concern when this article began to be dis distributed. It accused us of a lot of things, some of which were just absolutely untrue, bizarre thing, and some of which were, were true and laughable the way that they interpreted them. For example, we were accused of, of dwelling upon little known Eastern fathers. <laughs> okay, little known to who? <laughs> We were accused of extreme and unbiblical emphases. We were accused of a cult-like authoritarianism in our dealing with, with, uh, with people, uh, and a number of other uh, issues that, that were brought up like that. We were, basically, they threw up an, a, a straw man of the Eastern Orthodox Church and tarred us by association and then, and then shot at it as best as best they could. Now, the reaction at the Senate in Saskatoon in 79 was, ah, forget it, it's not worth answering this uh, kind of thing. But what happened was that paper began to be used against us in a lot of different places around the country. It was printed and distributed as a pamphlet in Nashville, and Gordon Walker had to deal with that there. It actually ultimately got into the hands of some of the Orthodox people around the country and was used to try to sabotage our dialogues with different uh, people in, uh, around the way. In fact, some of the bishops of the Greek archdiocese actually took the words of, of the Count's paper as more uh, gospel about us than what we were actually saying. Personally, I had a horrendous thing that happened as a result of that particular paper that got into the hands of some people in Northwest Indiana and was given to Porter at the Gary Post Tribune. And I found myself and our church during Holy Week of 1980 blasted on the front page of the Gary newspaper as a cult. 
a local church becoming called a four-day series starting on Palm Sunday, pictures and all, and the Count's paper was quoted several times in the course of that, those articles. I had tried to you know, stave it off by explaining things, and I discovered much to my chagrin that newspaper reporters never quote you accurately. And um, uh, as a result, it did immeasurable damage to our church there and, to, and emotionally to, to me considerably. A little bit earlier, that uh, in the fall of 1979, a series was run, uh, newspaper articles in the Daily Nexus, which is the UC Santa Barbara student newspaper, in which uh, the uh, church there in Isla Vista was called a, quote, potentially dangerous situation, unquote. That was the, and so Father Richard used to walk around saying, I'm potentially dangerous. <laughs> but, he had, he had a little bit more sense of, of uh, place and sense of, of calling and who he was, I guess, a little bit more personal maturity. He could shrug it off a little bit than, than I did. I, it really went into, into my heart a, a, a lot. And a few months later, when I, later in 1980, when I went to, with the delegation to the All-American Council of the OCA, uh, those articles came up in the hallways of the, uh, and in the uh, elevator of the hotel uh, because that it was, they were being copied and distributed about us uh, and our, our particular congregation in particular. And so it was, you know, I felt like, you know, I'm supposed to be helping things and I'm not really t doing much there. In Tolono, Illinois, which is near Champaign-Urbana, Keith Buchanan, who was the presbyter of our church there, was followed around by a newspaper cameraman or by a TV cameraman, and they did a little blurb thing using this the SCP uh, paper as the fodder for accusing him of being a, a, a cultist. Now, they never quite came out and said we were a cult. Potentially dangerous. It's potential. The headline in the Gary paper said, local church becoming a cult. I'm trying to figure out what that linguistically means. I mean, you know, I, it means we aren't one now, is that what you're saying? Uh, but we're on a path heading that way. But that, that was a very, very difficult thing. So finally, uh, after these kinds of things were happening, the Senate felt that we had to respond somehow. Father Jack wrote a massive tome, <laughs> about that thick, nearly 200 pages of responses to the accusations made in, in the paper with quotes from the fathers, scriptures about the actual teaching of, of the church. And so it's a magnificent little thing. It's entitled Going Back Home. And it was a defense of our uh, patristic journey in light of the allegations that had, had been made against us in defending our, our practice. Still, still well worth reading if you can find a copy of it. If you, if you want one and you can't find one anywhere else, I have three or four of my files. I can, I told you, I'm a pack rat. I can send you one. Um, also, Ron Robertson, who at that time was bishop of our Santa Cruz, California diocese, wrote two documents, one called Anatomy of a Smear, in which he looked at the history of how the Count's paper was developed and, and distributed, and then a rebuttal 
point by point, again, only in a shorter fashion. His was only about 20 pages instead of, you know, Father Jack's massive tome. Answering the, the charges there. And we actually challenged them to come for a debate. One of the accusations they made in the paper was that we were elitist and didn't tell our people about the, the truth about what our beliefs and doctrines were. And so what we did was offer to have the author of the paper, Bill Counts, and somebody from SCP come to Santa Barbara, to our church in Santa Barbara, and in front of our people debate with our bishops about the content of the paper. For a long time, they refused to do that. Finally, we did get a debate scheduled, and it, it did take place. Ron Robertson and Ken Jensen actually were the representatives of our synod. Father Richard didn't want to deal with that uh, so much. But the fact was, it took place in front of our own people. And they could call us whatever they wanted in front of our people. They could, and, and our, our, so the point was, we're open. We're not hiding anything. The upshot eventually was that the Spiritual Counterfeits Project withdrew the paper and uh, ceased to distribute it. We won but not without a lot of heartache and sowing of negative seeds over, uh, over a period of time. Did they ever write a did, he asked, did they ever write a written retraction? I, you know, I don't have that in my files. If they did, I think they just withdrew it. Do you know why they did what they did? Do I know why they did what they did? I, well, we speculate a little bit. Whenever people choose a different path from people that they have been close to in the past, they tend to exaggerate the reasons why they didn't take that same path. And I think that's part of what was going on there. It was an era, 79 was an era, wasn't that Jonestown or 78 was Jonestown? And that was an era in which cult watching was becoming an art. In fact, Father Jack's book, The Mindbenders, had been published in 1977, which was an analysis of cults, ironically, and a refutation of the uh, basic cult mentality using what Father Jack called the yardstick for truth, which was the historic Orthodox faith to delineate what a cult was. And so every time that there was an out of the mainstream religious group, they were jumping on that to try to figure out what that was. Well, here we, we were odd, different, doing things outside of what the conservative evangelical Protestant norm was, and it must be cultic. If we don't understand it, it must be that way. And uh, Father Mark's joke the other day, her comment about how when they were meeting in Anchorage and Father Nicholas Harris would look out and, and see them doing their, what kind of cult is this? And then Father Mark would return the favor with looking at Pascha processions around the church and say, what kind of cult is that? <laughs> and when there's lack of understanding, a lot of times there is a, a, uh, a desire to attack. And frankly, there was distortion of our teaching. They said we taught things that we never taught. And when they did find, you know, like this proverbial squirrel, the blind squirrel that occasionally finds an acorn, they would 
exaggerate it or play it up in, in, in a way that, that would try to make us look particularly, you know, cult-like. That's, that was the goal.